between the dreams, not the dreams themselves. Think about that for a moment. We as a community have dreams. The most important time is not the fulfillment of those dreams. It's the in-between. And sometimes, as we wait for dreams to come true, we rebel during the confusing in-between times rather than embracing the waiting period in which we find ourselves. The temptation is to flee from God, to quit, or to fall into despair when it seems that God is absent. Now, what's really interesting to me as you just explore this is I really believe it is a description of the typical church goer's life. Uh, we, we have kind of looked a little bit more into spiritual direction, and the vineyard has embraced spiritual direction. What happens in the life of most churchgoers is they'll go a season, season of orientation, everything is great, and then comes a season of disorientation. And when that disorientation hits, and it's usually 10 to 15 years in church attending, then they'll quit, and they'll try another church. And they'll get reoriented again because it's something new. But then they'll go about five years and they'll hit another disorientation and they'll quit. And this time they quit. If that's all the church has to offer, then I'm done. It's a cycle, especially in American culture, of church attendance. And it's it's because the church hasn't done a good job in nurturing the emotional health of people. And so, what are we going to do? Because I think we're in a season. I think we as a community of people, we're in a season of disorientation. I think we've been in it for a year. Some of us, not as much. But those of you that have really invested a lot in this community, I think, I think more so. So, what do you do? Well, one, it's what we learned last week. It's with grief. Stop. Stop. Put the brakes on. Pay attention to our losses, the large and the small, both in the past and the present. We have to embrace it. There's got to be a season of grief. Give ourselves permission to feel. Grief produces all kinds of emotion. Sadness, anger, depression, all of that. Most of the time with grief, it takes a year or more to cycle out of it. We've got to give, our, we've got to give ourselves permission to feel and to, and to do that with each other. I'm still sad about. I mean, I still hear people. There's, there's a couple that... Relocate. I'm still sad about them going. Well, that's okay. Can't take. I'm not going to try to take that away from you. That's a reality. Third, God is working. Even when we cannot see it, God is working. So the best we can do it, and I'm not saying this is easy, but the best we can do it is to trust. 
That's what the psalmist was saying in Psalm 13. I'm going to trust and I'm going to wait because you're going to take, take the old and you're going to give birth to the new. Kind of excited about y'all leaving. Because <laughs> when you come back, this won't be the same place. Because God's at work. And God will give birth to things that are new. We'll try to do our best to communicate with you. But, but, but a, community, a community is always in flux in some ways. So when it comes down to asking for help, I think we as a community need to ask the Holy Spirit for help. Help us. Help us to stop. Help us to pay attention to our losses. We, you know, our, as I shared last week, our culture wants us just to dismiss them or minimize them or medicate them. In the, in the Bible, it's saying, no, don't do that. God created us to bear our loss, so we have got to pay attention to it. So Holy Spirit, help us stop, pay attention. If you've not sat down and made a list of the losses that you've experienced over the past year, I would encourage you to do that. Oh, I, I might, I might, I don't want to, I want just, well, I don't want to, I just want to forget the, no, you can't, they don't just go away. Help us, Holy Spirit, give ourselves and each other permission to feel our losses. Give yourself permission to feel the loss. And then with each other in our community, we've got to give, we've got to give permission to each other. Because we're not all at the same place in processing loss. It's kind of a complicated mess in some ways. Then finally, Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to trust you and to wait for the old to give birth to the new. Now, I can't rush things, but in a couple of weeks, it's Pentecost. (laughs) And I just have this suspicion that the Holy Spirit really does want to bring some renewal uh, to our lives. And again, it's within the cycle of maybe we didn't know what this was. We as a community, we just didn't know what this was. But maybe we've, maybe we've put a little bit of a label on it. We've been grieving. We've had loss. We've been disoriented. But now there's coming a season of reorientation. And I believe that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us. I don't want to rush anybody, but I think that's my suspicion. But this morning, I want to come back just to lament. So I want want to take us through a liturgy of lament. And in that liturgy, I want us to come to the table. So I want us to come to the table with our losses. One of the most profound things I ever heard was... A Rwandan Pentecostal preacher who was one of the architects of reconciliation in Rwanda after the genocide say, don't don't terrorize me by asking me to forgive those that perpetuated evil against me until I come to the cross for healing. When I'm healed then I can forgive. But until I'm healed, I cannot forgive. 
So at this table, there's not just forgiveness of sins. There's healing. There's comfort for our loss, for our grief. And that's why I want us to come to the table. Believing that God is the comforter. That God wants to comfort us in our loss. That God wants to heal us. So I want you to walk with me through the liturgy. Then I want you to come to the table with that hope and that expectation. George, Otto, could I ask you to begin to prepare the table? Could I ask the rest of us to please stand? O oh Lord, open our hearts. O oh Lord, open our minds. O oh Lord, open our ears. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? The law becomes slack. The wicked surround the righteous. Remember this, O Lord. Remember this, O Lord. Do not let the downtrodden be put to shame. Do not let the downtrodden be put to shame. Rise up, O God. Rise up, O God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. In this silence for reflection, it's, a, it's not just to identify sin, it's also to identify hurt. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us 
so that together we may delight in your will and walk in your ways of mercy, justice, and peace to the glory of your holy name. Amen. I want to invite you to go to a table and to get the elements. Uh, the front table is grape juice. That's confusing. The, the, the table closest to the door is grape juice, and then the table toward the front of the room is wine. So take, get, bring your cup, bring your, your element back, and we'll partake of those elements together, if you would. So on the night of his betrayal, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks. He broke it. And then he said to his disciples, take this bread, eat. This is my body, broken for you. Jesus experienced sorrow and pain. Take, eat, remember Jesus. Then Jesus took a cup. He actually, there were actually two cups, it seems. One was a cup to remind us that his blood was shed, that our sins are forgiven. The other was a cup to remind us that the new covenant will be fulfilled and that we would experience the coming of his kingdom someday and that we would again uh, feast at his table. So I would take, again, it's both... Forgive us and heal us. Make us whole. Prepare us for that final day when we will be as whole as we ever could be. So let's take this cup. Let's drink and remember Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that you've encouraged us to come to this table. And thank you that as we experience grief or we experience disorientation, thank you that we always have a place to go that orients us back to you and to the reality of your kingdom. So I pray, O Lord, that you would take these elements, that you would heal and comfort, that you would forgive and cleanse that you would nourish us as a community of people and that you would prepare us for a time of new birth, of newness, renewal. Now, if you would, if you'd stand with me, the table is meant to be a declaration of the cross. So let's proclaim the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. The cross is the way of the lost. The cross is the guide of the blind. The cross is the hope of the hopeless. The cross is the water of the seeds. The cross is the source of those who seek water. The cross is the healing of the broken.
May the peace of the Lord rest upon you as we say amen, as we begin a new week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.